welcome to another episode of Block Talk, presented by Theater The Now. I'm your host, as always, Michael Block. Did you know there's an easy way to help support the podcast and keep the show going? Buy Me A Coffee is an incredible new platform where you, the loyal Block Talk audience, can say thank you to your favorite host. All you have to do is show support with a few taps by leaving a little tip that's just like buying me a cup of coffee. And the great thing is you don't even need to create an account. Visit buymeacoffee.com slash blocktalk and keep Block Talk going strong like a cup of coffee. And as always, follow me on Instagram at MichaelBlockTalk, on Twitter at BlockTalkNYC, and visit theaterthenow.com for latest news, reviews, and interviews. It is time to save a queen as the season 14 girls poked fun at three first outs in what I can only assume is a trial run for an early out season. Yes, you heard it here first. It's time to talk all things Drag Race season 14. And joining me on this PSA of criticism, it's Double Trouble with Little Nella and Rob Rosecourts. Hello. Oh, hello. How do? I love having newbies to the podcast because it not only lets me meet new people and and hear your opinions but also gets new followers so yay welcome hell yeah thanks for having me i'm excited yeah super happy to be here thanks now for the listeners we love to let them know a little bit about you both and your history with drag race when did you both start watching the show you go first Nella. Okay, I'll go first. Um, <laughs> I started watching in the basement of my parents' house, or at my grandparents' house. Um, and it was season four whenever I started watching. And um, I was obsessed with uh, now redacted Sharon Eves. Um, <laughs> and she really got me into drag. So, mm-hmm. but you know. <laughs> Robin, what about you? Let's see. This is kind of not funny, but in a way it kind of is. I started watching it with my college girlfriend. Um, We watched, I think, season eight, I think was Bob's season. Yep. Mm -hmm. Um, And like watching, she was just like obsessed with it. And she's like, I found this cool show for us to watch. I'm like, sure. And, and I was living for it. Just, I was just living for the commentary and just like all of the comedy. Like little did I know that uh, there was a drag queen lurking inside of me. Um, but then years later, here we are now. But yeah, it's season eight. And then I really fell in love with uh, season nine, Sasha's season. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sasha's season. And that really uh, inspired me to get into drag too. Season eight was my first intro to it because I, I, for a very, very, very long time, was like, drag scary. I don't like drag queens. I, I did watch season one, but I mean, did anyone actually watch it? You couldn't see it. Um, Hello. <laughs> uh, but yeah, season eight was my first season, and I predicted Bob would win because Bob was the first drag queen I had ever seen perform in New York at Barracuda on a Monday night. Um, so I was like, oh, she's gonna win, and clearly, I, I had my, um, I had the impulse there, knowing that season was a rough one um but yeah it's been it's been a fun journey for me it was my friend was like you have to watch drag and i said i will watch drag race if you watch survivor and we're both still watching both shows so look at that any favorite rue girls uh for me um my top three winners are bob jinx and alaska 
those are like some of my favorites like I mean and I love all like the um crazy like out of the box ones like I mean like I love my Missouri girls um mm-hmm. love Crystal Method um love also Sasha um like the very artsy ones Layla McQueen uh that makeup obsessed obsessed mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yeah i shared the same uh sentiment with uh, little nella to sasha all of like the artsy and avant-garde girls uh sasha crystal uh of course violet to like queen of fashion mm-hmm. um and before we like get into the episode i was actually really happy to see james mansfield back on my screen because same. i i have a low-key obsession with james mansfield and I always said if I got on Drag Race, she's actually one of my Snatch Game characters. <laughs> but yes. apparently now you can't has queens anymore. So like yeah, I can. watch all her YouTube videos and I'm obsessed with her. So yeah, she's I one mean, of my queens too. Like whenever she got eliminated, like I just, I was like, there was something there. And it was like, oh my God, I'm obsessed. Like mm-hmm. her voice is everything. Well, speaking of James, we're going to get to talk about James in a little bit. But season 14, five episodes in. It's a slow burn. Yeah, it's hard to get into this season for me. Like, it's slowly revving up now. Like, we're we're getting there. Like, more girls are falling falling off, um, mm-hmm. and that's where you can really get into the meat of it. Yeah, yeah slow burn by Casey Musgraves plays in the background. But <laughs> listen, was, the I amount would... of homosexuals that were at that concert this weekend, and I was not there. It's not fair. Oh. Me, I was one of those homicides. Yeah, yeah, I saw, I saw. I hope it was. And I didn't go to pieces afterwards, and I knew she was going to be there. And I said, I heard it was fake. I heard it was fake. Oh, okay, then I don't feel so bad. (laughs) Pieces came out and said it was fake. Oh, I know, right? She would have been mauled by all the gays. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) Me. (laughs) All right. Well, let's 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 dive into this. Um, It's after the elimination. The trade of the season is gone. But at least my little baby Twink Georges is still here, and we'll talk about her a lot. Um, Alyssa did not have the golden ticket. Willy Wonka did not pop out of nowhere. The chocolate bar sent the girl packing. Uh, but Miss Carrie, she killed it in her Versace, and she's not excited where she's been in the competition. She's ready to unleash Scary Carrie. Scary Carrie is a choice. <laughs> <laughs> I love her interpretation of scary. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's definitely um, a choice and an interpretation. Um. <laughs> I hate pretty people. I really do hate pretty people. I know. I love I was them. honestly so like proud of her, though, that I honestly thought she would have got a top placement just because I think what she did was so like out of her comfort zone and out of the box for her. I loved mm. her runway. People... People ate it and chewed it up and hated it. I loved it. And I thought it was something I never would have seen her in before. Mm-hmm. And then even her character in the in the maxi challenge, just like her facial expressions, the way she did her makeup. Like for me, a pretty bitch that's not afraid to be ugly is one to watch out for. And that's she's like, true. oh, I can do ugly. For like sure. ugly. I mean, it all started with her wiping away a mirror and she did a really piss poor job of wiping that <laughs> message away. She didn't clean nothing in her life. Someone that right. she's like, uh, she's always had someone do it for her. I love like, that for her. Get the PA to do it. Well, Angeria <laughs> is feeling five thousand dollars richer, and this is the most money she's had at one time. And I feel like, yeah, I can relate to that, but not actually because I don't have that five thousand dollars or ten thousand dollars. Um, can we do like another round of stimulus checks? Is that a thing? Can we like request that? Hello, 
Uh, I'm still unemployed right here, and I'm just like, help. I'm like going to Rainbow to hopefully like make some new things, but it's like, God damn, please help us back. Yes, Rainbow. Yeah, I'm like doing different odds <laughs> and end jobs. I would kill for another stimulus check, honestly. Right. A thousand would be fine. I, I can handle a thousand. Right. Just just something to tie me over yeah. or pay my back rent. Exactly. <laughs> well, Bosco notes that Angeria is the one to beat with the points on the board, so she's hungry for a W. But how is Miss Bread feeling? Well, she's hard on herself, and she knows that there is more that she can do. She doesn't want anyone to see her weak. It's time for a reset. Meanwhile, Lady Camden has not won any maxi challenges, and she wants to release the ginger. She apparently had sparkle panties on, and those were choices. <laughs> I live for a sparkle panty, obviously. And there's some girls that go on the show and, and don't wear, you know, panties or wear panties that don't have the right shade to match their un- other undergarments. So, I mean, if you're going to wear panties, bitch, make them sparkle. I agree. Uh, well, hello. <laughs> it is a new day in the workroom. And according to Jasmine Kennedy, it's a hoot nanny, which she believes is a good time. But really, what that means is an informal gathering with folk music and dancing. Uh, come on, Jasmine. It's hoot nanny race. Start your banjos. It's like my family reunions back home in Texas. So Jasmine is like, you never know what's going to be in store. And then she's like, yo, where's cornbread? Then all the girls jump in. Bad acting or genuine confusion? You decide. Um, It was a combination of the two. I think some girls were led led on. Some girls were led astray. But it was... (laughs) some some uh lifetime movie acting there i was like you all were in holding you are ready for this moment you know the bitch isn't there stop pretending i'm not gonna lie y'all i closed my laptop after (laughs) after cornbread medically was medically disqualified whatever the hell the correct term is i closed my laptop and then i remembered that i had to do this recap and i was like fuck i have to keep watching (laughs) this I was so mad. Well, Rue walks in to inform the queens that Cornbread is, in fact, out. She shares a message from Cornbread, who reveals that she rolled her ankle, woke up in excruciating pain with a swollen ankle. The doctor ordered her to stay off of her feet for six to eight weeks, so she is out. Cornbread has been tossed in the season 14 garbage. Um, Let's discuss it. Let's discuss it. Um, I'm not saying this is an exaggeration or perhaps blown up, because maybe she isn't happy how she's performing, but... I've definitely rolled my ankle. I've sprained my ankle. Hell, I just got a procedure on my back uh, to get me walking again. And I understand pain, but we did watch her do pretty poorly in the challenge. She did pretty poorly on the runway. She did stand on the runway. I know sometimes a rolled ankle the next day can take like a little time to show. But six to eight weeks, that seems a little much. Um, I know we're going we're gonna to see her in a boot later on in Untucked, but... I don't know. Something felt fishy here. I'm so glad you said that because I'm a conspiracy theorist. Not Mm -hmm. actually, please. But like with this kind of stuff, I am. Because like, I was just like, the whole situation seemed funny. And like, she was like super down on herself. And also like her and Jasmine are like very similar. So like she was like thinking she could get all this free time, I think. And like, she has to share it. And so she's like, maybe if I just go get my, this ankle checked out, I can leave. I don't it's know. It's almost no. like, it, in, a, in a way for me, it was like, I'm, I'm going to make it to the end, but I don't know if I can win guaranteed. So maybe try again later. 
Just conspiracies. No, we like conspiracies. Uh, hello. Same. I love a good theory. I'm not, and I'm not trying to say like she didn't hurt herself or whatever. Cause, but, but at the same time, like something seemed afoot. Mm-hmm. Or an ankle. Okay. <laughs> an ankle. An Robin, uncle. what did you think? My uncle. Are we, are we way off? Is this, is she really in pain? Are we just being assholes? You know, I don't know. She doesn't seem like the kind of person to me that would just like give up. I feel like mm-hmm. she is was honestly really injured and was probably had to sit and weigh like the pros and the cons. She had to have known like how just like, well, like I guess she couldn't have known like how popular she would have, you know, become like to the fans sure. and to the fandom and to the franchise she was my in my top three if not my winner mm-hmm. and i'm sure and i know a lot of people share that sentiment as well so seeing her it, like bow out i really kind of like shook the franchise i think and whether that was the intent or whether she's really just like on medical leave or, or what like i could not even think straight i when i tell you i was so mad i closed my laptop and i was like oh i have to finish this goddamn episode <laughs> it's almost like next season just cast people with no legs and everyone will be fine we'll have a full season injury free but also Honestly. maybe maybe it's a medical thing in the uk versus uh the u.s but we do remember that miss victoria scone had to do an entire episode before she left and just yeah. an entire workout can episode. we get like a doctor like on like that way when they, so they, don't happen, have to, they can get right, so they immediately don't have to leave their bubble scene right. and be like oh here's some ice here's some tylenol do these stretches you know move it this way instead of like going to bed i think i might have rolled my ankle and then waking up and having to leave a competition no i agree with that because drag is such a physical thing like more physical than people think it is and so like i think they should have a like a pt like on standby or like for like things like that i don't know yeah. like they have the they have the budget now i was gonna say that they ain't got true. no budget for that but surely they do well, in the video, Cornbread leaves some messages for her sister. She tells Miss Carrie to keep fighting and she can be a monster because she sees her when she wakes up in the morning. To Jasmine, she tells her to just listen. There ain't no hard feelings and she will talk enough for both of them. And lastly, to Willow, she tells Willow to take care of herself first and throw the flip-flops in the trash. <laughs> Willow's going to get very emotional and says friendships matters most to her and Cornbread's mattered the most out of anyone. But don't cry for her, Miss Argentina. She's gone. I think it was really cute to see Cor- uh, this relationship between Cornbread and Willow. Unlikely duo. Yeah, it's it was yeah, it was sweet. I thought the same. I was like two like completely polar opposite people like being the best of friends. I was like that's it's it was a really really cute moment. Now now listen here here was what I'm gonna say. Viacom is that VH1 is part of it. CBS is part of it. Amazing Race on CBS, Cornbread and Willow Pill. That'd be it. I would watch it. I would watch it. They would probably be out first, but it would be good entertainment. Absolutely. <laughs> Listeners, just let's let's start the petition. Anyway, Cornbread joked that they may all have a chance now, and that's the tea. As Daya says, it's true. The bitch is out, and they all may have had a small inkling of being glad the competition is gone, but Rue does reveal that Cornbread did not have the gold candy bar, so that does disqualify her um, from not coming back. But do you think that, what, what if it means that she can't come back ever again because she didn't have the gold candy bar? 
That's the, that's the, the twist for season 14. No one comes back unless you have a cold candy bar. I did notice that too. Normally you would think RuPaul would be like, she has an open invitation to return to that. And I was like, after the second you? time, she can't say it no more. Cause it's going to injure themselves. No, honestly, it's like, there's going to be like, okay. So if I just injure myself, I get an automatic invitation to the next season. I know. Just like, I wonder if they have to like, there's something in the new contract now. That, we're getting, like we're getting close to having, being able to have an entire season of injuries. Honestly. Oh my god, the injured out season. I'm here oh for god. it. Well, Rue has a question for them. Are they willing to do whatever it takes to be the next drag superstar? Well, the pit crew arrives to help them divide into three teams. They will need to do some dirty dancing with the pit crew. They must pop a balloon, which will reveal the confetti color for their team. Let's see which of these bitches are tops. Spoiler, like, none. <laughs> no. I thought this challenge was delightful and fun and stupid. So risque. I was like, oh my God, my Christian eyes. Not the thrusting. Now, how would you both do on this challenge? Mm. Well, as for me, I have I have some, some birthing hips mm-hmm, and she's mm-hmm. very verse. So she could pop that balloon. She'd be mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. damn, okay. <laughs> i would concur i i'm an adult so i am also power verse so i i've popped a few balloons in my day there it is Ooh, Let, let's go through the queens because there were some iconic moments oh bosco God. is up first and she gets the space needle right in there she's on the green team jasmine goes and she's on purple and got it all over his back deja sky gives us a little rendition of big spender before trying to plow the pit crew well complete miss uh, so the pit crew has to push back and he is definitely a power bottom deja is an orange and almost breaks her own ankle almost falls <laughs> over up next is the moment rue has so desperately been waiting for ladies and gentlemen days and gays it's time for the straight boy everyone laughs as maddie looks miserable uh to make it even more awkward maddie gets to bump and grind um so nervous uh doing this like also wearing lumberjack plaid, so hetero, finally gets it on purple team. Rue knew this challenge could not happen any other season but this one. Absolutely. This one, now she doesn't even need Maddie anymore. Get rid of her. She, right. She's like, out of it. <laughs> this challenge was made for Maddie. <laughs> Honestly. Hopefully that little experience will help her uh, maybe walk a little more uh, less straight. Let's say right. that. It's like, she had a yeah. twinkle in her eye. <gasps> Carrie gets it in one shot. She's an orange. Willow goes from side to side. She's on purple. <laughs> Die Lady Camden get a double screen to reveal they're both on green. And now it's time for my little itty bitty pocket twink, Georges. When I say I haven't laughed so hard in my entire life, that boy has never and will never top anything. Um, after some cheering for her to tush, push that tush, she is on orange. What did you think of Georgia's here? It was the funniest shit I've ever seen. Like, poor my my poor baby. Like, she is the power body. Uh, she is the pass around party bottom of yes. wherever she's from. Mm-hmm. Like, because like, did you see her in that first episode she was in where she was in those tic tacs and she arched that back? And, like, yes. See, they should have the known <laughs> from that arch <laughs> and the tic tac challenge. And she was barking. She's like, ah. 
<laughs> yeah. And it doesn't help that it was like an oversized sweatshirt. So she looks even younger. And I was like, I know that I was like 13 when the child was born. So like maybe it's awkward for me to be so impressed with her. But wow, it was it was it was a moment. It was very, very funny. Jasmine literally put it perfectly when she goes, it was like a chihuahua biting at someone's ankles. Yeah, it really, really was. <sighs> oh my now, god. Angie and Orion get to do a four-way. It's DP time, which stands for double pop. Get your minds out of the gutter. Um, they both nail it. Again, this was cute. This was fun. I like this kind of thing on Drag Race. More of this. Me too. I miss these kind of mini challenges. The ones that are just so stupid. They have nothing to do with drag, really. Yeah. But they're just like silly fun. Absolutely. So for the breakdown, on Orange Team, we have Deja, Angeria, Georges, and Carrie. Green is Lady Camden, Daya, and Bosco, uh, who is much taller than I really expected. She's she's a very tall young woman. Mm -hmm. And then purple is Maddie, Willow, Jasmine, and Orion. If you look at this breakdown, all the queens of color on one team. Just noticed. Just saying. You know... There's only four yeah. left. The fate was in the balloons. Mm-hmm. Well, Rue tells them that being on Drag Race is a proud accomplishment, but it's not easy being the first queen getting the chop. Don't believe Rue? Ask them. It's Tempest du Jour eliminated first on season seven. Who is wearing Daya's confessional shirt, which I think was just hilarious. <laughs> James so Mansfield out first on season nine and Kamara Hall from the House of Hall from season 13. Anyone you wish they would have brought back instead? I'm going to say it. Where was Kelly Mantle? <laughs> Honestly, where is Kelly Mantle? I miss her on my TV screen. Her and, Coco Peru are, her and Coco Peru and Tammy Brown, they got their little TV show going on. I know. They're so good. Actually, that's why Kelly Mantle would be perfect to bring back. She's relevant again. True. But are you happy with yeah, these three? Is there um, anyone else you would have wished uh, were there? I'm trying to... Th- I, I mean... I'm just surprised that they did I mean, not that I'm not surprised, but they love bringing Porchot back for the yes. wildest thing. So I just assumed that they would have brought her back for this because they bring her back for everything. Porchot was their last <laughs> season. She had her, she for, had her Oh, lounge. for sure. No, Two. but I thought it was a good mix of girls. Like, mm-hmm. they were fun. Absolutely. Um, yeah. For this Maxi Challenge, they need to create a PSA for Save a Queen organization. The mission is to raise awareness for first eliminated queens who feel overlooked underestimated and a little bit constipated each team will be paired with a legendary lady and their parody must be in rhyming form which i did not understand because you're just making them do worse i don't know i also really just don't watch those psas because they are miserable and like tear jerkers and i just can't get through them just maybe they do rhyme i don't know i i really said what in the dr seuss I just, it just didn't make any sense to me. Cause like, listen, I might be a sadistic fuck because I like those commercials cause they kind of make me laugh just cause they are so serious and intense. I'm <laughs> just like, oh my God. But this was could you imagine if they rhymed how much? I, it would be it, horrifying. I, seriously. <laughs> I'm just like, what is happening? I was like, Sarah McLaughlin would never. Sally <laughs> Struthers would never. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> Well, Bosco's going to get the confessional to tell us about the challenge where they have to give a PSA for their fallen sisters, where it has to be fun, dripping with sincerity, and has to stand out. 
like Carrie, when you get to the commercial with the shaky dog leg and barely crawling into existence, it's 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 awkward. It's not fun. My mom turns it off because she's a massive dog lover oh. and, and she, she just can't do it. Um, now, Tempest and her team are ready to slay and send the other two hobbits back to the Shire. And I was like, look at this Tempest. She's not bitter at all. <laughs> not at all. Tempest, Tempest put some extra bitters in her drink that day that she, <laughs> she was coming for Candy Ho. Oh, She's my like, God. Can I throw a dart at a a board with her face on it. I was like, Tempest. Uh, like, like, oh my god, she never let us go. Yes. It, it got us all to rem- be reminded of Candy Ho again. It's been a while. Right? Just like that bearded bitch. Well, Tempest reminds us that drag race audiences know her for uh, that bitch who called her old. Um, she wants to riff on age like shady pines and cracking joints. And I felt seen in all the wrong ways. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> Carrie wants says it has to rhyme to which Tempest says that's the easy part. And then we cut to George's who just shuts down uh, her face. I wanted to give that little girl a squeeze. She was terrified. I know she, she didn't know what to do. She's like, I don't, I've never even well, heard of a nursery rhyme. George's hates Love talking her. and she's not good at rhyming. Mm-hmm. Literally does not know how to do it. Where'd she go to school? What are they teaching right? these kids? I was about to say because like that's like Texas. a whole lesson is rhyming words. Oh, <laughs> there it is. That, that's that's what it is. Can confirm. Robin, do you know how to rhyme? Hmm. At least I think I do. Rhyming is something to do. No, I don't. Wait, not rhyming do with do. <laughs> but did it rhyme? But did it rhyme? <laughs> so you you really are um, blue hydrangea in this moment. Congratulations, bless you. I mean, at least I'm pretty. That's true. You do have that. <laughs> all right. Well, Tempest has laid it all out on the table for the girls, and now it's in their hands. Carrie comes up with Tempest Azure was the cat in the hat who first got told she was old by a rat. And Tempest is like, make it meaner to candy. I was like, cool. It's like, go off, girl. Get your moment. Now, Jasmine wants to have four quintessential James topics. So Maddie is like, what were your downfalls? What a way to make a girl feel special. Let's talk about your trauma. <laughs> James like says it was exactly. James says it was a cheerleading challenge, but she's also known for styling the worst wigs around. I wish they would have showed the RuPaul Party City wig. Right? Oh my but God. you know that they wouldn't because they, they're like, they have to keep RuPaul's name in a good light. <laughs> that thing is shit. It's that thing awful. Is it's so bad. So like, bad. Uh, now James is excited that they're going to call her a busted ass pig. So we know what she's like in the bedroom. Clearly. Now it's Orion's turn to rhyme, and James, back in confessional, tells us that she should start packing now. Come on, foreshadowing. We love it. <laughs> Maddie thinks her and Willow are contributing while the other girls are lagging behind, and James notes that on Kamora's team, one is writing while the others are doing her makeup. <laughs> we don't get to see the brainstorming on uh Kimura's scene which i thought was very interesting but i guess we only have so much time on the episode so rue comes in and she's going to bring that green team over first so how are they going to treat Kamora? well rue wants them to be funny and shady but not mean and bosco says that it's important that Kamora is in on the joke is Kamora ready for this she is rooting for them Rue asks her to say it the way she was supposed to say it on the show. She still can't get it. She had an entire year 
to prepare for this moment? Is it the pressure or is it just a hard line? Thank God she's pretty. <laughs> I think she's just in on the joke. Like, I hope if, so. If that were I, my I, iconic line, I would I would never pronounce it correct for the rest of my life. I was about to say, either she's a really good troll or she really just doesn't get it. That part. <laughs> so Ruth's going to ask if Lady Camden has a cause that is near and dear to her heart because if she applies the same seriousness to this, it will be funny. So Lady Camden says that she doesn't have one super serious to her heart, but she does feel like this has to be infused with something that we really believe is genuinely sad. So yes, that's what Ruth just said. Just no, that's a no from her. <laughs> Do you have a cause that is near and dear to your hearts? Not the long pause. <laughs> I was well, I was waiting for you, but I can. Uh, no, I'm just like I can go I was, first. I was, just, I was just trying to think of one. I'm just like, please. Well, well, I'm here to announce. Uh, I'm going to be starting a foundation. Mm-hmm. Mm. It is called oh. Twinks Without Daddies. Oh, oh my god! Thank you for that. Thank I, you for your former twink, as a former twink, I appreciate that. I was a twas, if you will. A twas. <laughs> I, I have to help those twinks out there. All, all of them without with with daddy issues who don't have daddies. Um, it, 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 it's important. So, what about you two? What What are your causes? Um, I have several. Mine, maybe not with the great of impact as uh, your foundation, Michael Block. <laughs> Um, but uh, back home, I've worked with several charities, uh, including the Austin LGBT Chamber of Commerce, Out Youth, which is a queer youth empowerment organization, the Kind Clinic, which is like a one-stop shop for LGBTQIA plus individuals to get health care needs. Um, and here in New York, I've uh, had the pleasure to fundraise for the Okra Project that provides meals for trans people of color and queer people of color, um, as well as GLITS, which also serves um, underrepresented communities of color and trans communities of color. Um, yeah, I mean, hopefully one day my my dream is to actually own my own nonprofit. That's incredible. And, yes. uh, either, you know, work for one of these major nonprofits here. Uh, Lord knows I've tried and I've had several interviews and yet here I am still a drag queen. <laughs> Come on, Miss Quartz. I love um, that. I know. I was trying to think of like a funny one, but like I, I used to work for this nonprofit. It's called Ration Bush Metro Ministries. They look to serve the Hell's Kitchen community. Like they have a food pantry. They have a gar- uh, rooftop uh, farm that helps to like give fresh produce to people who are in need of it. Um, they help um, women escape domestic violence and. Um, a bunch of different things like they they really try to like uh search for what the community needs and helps them out of it or whatever they need that's awesome See, that's amazing i i it's important to for me to be funny but also we just gave awareness to a bunch of foundations so listeners throw some dollars at them yes all of them all right now Rue reminds them that they have not been in the top yet how will they be in the top here? And Bosco says they will channel their love for tops and love for topping and bring it into this. And Bosco is ready to just stand out. 
Team Purple is up next. James says that her life has been great since she's on, been on the show. She's done so much she didn't think she could ever do. She got to start her own business, and Rue asks if prostitution is a business now. Yes, Rue. Go check OnlyFans. Hello. Uh, I was got like, a lot of people through the pandemonium. Right. I was like, Rue, did you, did you, some of your queens are on OnlyFans. <laughs> a majority of them are, in fact. Mm-hmm. Right. Hello. Um, I, I've definitely, um, I know they're very, very problematic, but someone sent me images from um, the, the oh OnlyFans of uh, Scarlett Adams and very pretty, very, very attractive young person. <laughs> um, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, that was a thing. Anyway, Maddie brings the storyboard over and they have to just flesh out their ideas. And Rue asks if Orion has seen the Sarah McLaughlin PSAs and she says she is someone who, Always turns it off because it makes her sad. So what is going to make, what will she do to make it happy and fun? She has no idea. Give the girl a vape. The girl is fading. <laughs> like, please. She, like, <laughs> Give like, the, I don't like there needs to be like a communal vape pen in that room because some of these stoners are fading on this show. Right. Like she needs it. Like you can just tell she's like, uh, what, what? Where am I at? What pink room? Literally, this. She missed her Red Bull in the morning. Willow knows that Rue loves classic PSAs, and she's worried not everyone on her team will fully grasp the characters. Finally, we have Team Orange, and how will they use Tempest Ashore? Well, Angie tells Rue that they are capitalizing on the fact that she is old. Tempest says nothing is off limits. She wants it to be meaner and dig deeper. And Rue notes that Georges has this fire on the runway. How will she translate it to the challenge? Well, the darling little girl says she has to be ditzier and cutesier. No. 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 That's not what that means. No. No. But, but I'm a Georgia stan, so at least she's pretty. Yeah. Well, <laughs> she will be probably the first person I help with um, Twinks Without Daddies. Oh, my God. Oh my God! Full when circle. your five hundred one c three is approved, which will be who knows when. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, Georges was told back home that she was not going to be good good at funny stuff and acting, so it's stuck in her head. Girl, if you need help, just call call your friends. Just let them let let them read you and roast you, and you'll be fine. You'll be good. It's time to go film with Michelle and Team Tempest is first, and Georges is still shitting bricks. When they arrive on set, Michelle is happy to see Tempest, even though she is naked again. Now, I got to imagine that when the three of them got the call, they said, all right, remember all your iconic one episode things? Bring it all with you. Right. <laughs> I was like, it didn't even really fit Tempest anymore. Right? It's just like, oh, she still has it. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, bodysuit. Well, Michelle claims she is just a second pair of eyes, a.k.a. the voice of the audience that we're, we're, we're the ones commentating here. Georges is going to be up first, and I, I have to ask it. Why does she have a Rudolph nose and no lashes? That was terrifying. That perplexed me as well. I was like, I was like, wait, girl, where are you? Is there something about this season and lashes? There's some sort of curse, because there's a good few many of them that either they just don't know how to put on a lash and shame on their sisters for not being like, sis, let me like, you know, lift up your lashes a little bit. I don't know what the hell is going on. That's what I'm saying. Like their lashes are 
lashes and wigs are a little sus Walky. season. <laughs> They're a little well, sus. For a bitch who can dance, she had no tempo or rhythm. Like she could not fit it in the, the music. And Michelle's like, why did you write a dictionary? And George is like, what's a dictionary? <laughs> no, they're just like, I don't know how to read. <laughs> Deja is up next and she just keeps losing the lines and you know that's danger, but get out of your head and learn how to blow through your lips, girl, because she can't even do that. That was funny. <laughs> um, Angeria is wearing a jacket that I have certainly seen on Amazon. Not shady to anybody, but I've definitely seen that jacket before. Um, she's struggling until she gave that stank face. And then I was like, okay, she's in her element. She's good. She's fine. And Carrie Colby puts on glasses, and apparently that's her idea of ugly. <laughs> right? <laughs> like she she put on a kitty cat wig, some um big chunky glasses, and hit it. <laughs> I thought she did her makeup a little kind of like older. I think she tried to yeah. like that like older character, but I mean she was still fucking gorgeous. I, of course. I mean uh, I mean, the, the wig was the, the, the wig was off kilter a little bit. I was like, I just want to push it, but that I was like, that's ugly. I get it. I get where we're going. I, I understand. Team Kamora is up next, and she is naked as well. Bosco is going to be the director of the group, and as they get Kamora ready in less than seven hours. All right, they're already funny with the jokes. She tried really hard as Bosco gave great direction, and um, Kamora was silly. I, it was good to see Kamora let loose a little bit. Yeah, I was proud of her. I was just like, okay, come on, you re-auditioning for the show to get back right? on. You better now, work Lady, this. Lady Camden does her line and no one could hear her. So she, she says, do it louder. Um, she's a very soft-spoken lady and Kamora relates to her. And again, she's rooting for her. <laughs> does she get paid every time she says that? I hope so. I does. sure hope so. Now, I- Bosco and those devil horn hair. That was really cool. I like that hair. I think it's cute. I want one in every color. Like, yeah, I love a kitty cat already. So I need mm-hmm. it. I need it. Um, she was told that she was doing gangster rap. And I was like, according to who? I was like, where? <laughs> what rap are you listening to? Maybe a, a lesson <laughs> in iambic pentameter, maybe. But there it is. <laughs> I don't know about all that. Daya is inspired by Diane Sawyer, Barbara Walters, and the Bride of Chucky. And I was like, that is a trio that make zero sense together. <laughs> Choices. Finally, it is Team James. Their team is going for executive weather woman, and Orion has just returned from a funeral. Maddie is up first, and all I wanted to do was put a brush with that hair. Um, it, there was so many flyaways. I don't know what was going on here. But she gets some direction from Michelle, and she's doing well. Willow is a one-hit wonder. It's Leslie Gore meets Jessica Fletcher. I thought that was a great reference, and all the Gen Zers are like, what? <laughs> no, literally. I was like, all right. The, this the James Mansfield bringing the old-school references. No. Ooh, Orion is on the show. <laughs> she was there. She was she... there. <laughs> How? How? How did she get on the show? Please, someone tell me. Please tell me. Help me. Help me here. Because her mom killed herself. That's what it was. No. <laughs> I mean, no, no. That, I mean, oh that's God. just like the, the no. harsh way of saying it. No, she. <laughs> no, it was her story. <laughs> Honestly, like I'm sorry. Like. <laughs> oh my God. I, mean, I don't know if you've seen I... the um what you pack in. First off, 
she definitely got her meds back and she got her uh, <laughs> pen and everything because her she she was vibing with Michelle. But she starts off she has like a finger puppet um, named Ashley Furniture, and then when she reveals to Michelle about like her mom committing suicide, Michelle's like, "Oh, this just took a turn. I don't know what to do." Michelle was freaking out. It was a weird interview. Also, the what you packing? What you packing interviews? I don't know what the direction is, but they all come in with beards, and I'm like, this is weird. Well, I mean, you're off the show for so long, you want to be like, be like, yeah, this is what I look like outside of drag. Surprise! I just don't know when they film it. I've heard that they film it when they do the um, the promo shoot. I was about to say, I imagine that they're like still there, like yeah, I. I want to know all that to you too. Yeah. Jasmine, tell us. Jasmine, come on. Tell us. (laughs) But yeah, I don't know. Orion was choices, but it's Jasmine's turn. And she has turned into the Count from Sesame Street. Um, Again, for someone who could fucking move, musicality was so off. Yeah, because I feel like people don't compute that, like, it's like the same thing. You just, like, put what you would put in your body into your your mouth hole yeah you know and you would As, think that like they were reading jasmine so much for talking so much but yet she still just couldn't get that cadence and get that rhythm i thought exactly. that was I thought that was strange she was just probably really nervous right Absolutely. And, I think, and i feel like people are too stuck in it sometimes too it's just like yes be in it but also don't do it too much to where it sounds like you're reading a dr seuss book you know what i mean exactly well, as James says, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make a horse good at acting in comedy. Ah! <laughs> I love that she came to read the girls. I love it. Mm-hmm. So I can't James... believe she brought back Magnolia Crawford with that reference. <laughs> <laughs> hey, she could have been there. She could have been the first out. Magnolia Crawford walking Magnolia. in nose, nose first. Okay. Now, James has to work and she tumbles much better. Uh, she can confidently say she did really well. Much better. It's time to get ready for PSA day. Uh, so who did well? Well, Bosco thinks they did cute. Camden says they had a lot to prove on being on the safer side, but they were all silent but deadly killers. Lady Camden is feeling her competitive side boiling over. Bosco wasn't sweating over her team, and George is like, I thought they were going to do bad. I was like, she's a little <laughs> shady girl. <laughs> but George is going to admit that it was a struggle bus for her. Um, she did, I mean, she did rememberize. She memorized well. Mm-hmm. Beauty fades, <laughs> dumb as forever. <sighs> well, that's Maddie, what your foundation is for, darling. Exactly. Maddie <laughs> is feeling okay, and Jasmine thinks she has to worry as she was one no. Orion, who finally talks in this episode, says it might be a wake-up call for Jasmine. Orion, though, is feeling good about her performance, and she gave it her all. But Jasmine thinks Orion is in delusional state because she's feeling super good, and she was just flat. So Jasmine and Georges are going to talk about starting drag at a really, really, really young age. Uh, reminder, I've known Jasmine for about four years now, and she has um, entered the show at age 22. So you do the math. Um, Georges uh, started drag at Pride. She was always dancing, and at age 16, she got the courage to put makeup on and go to Pride. And like Ellie Diamond, she is a McDonald's queen. Hey, I love it. Um, oh, speaking of McDonald's, have has have you seen the 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 advertisements for the Airland and Sea? 
Airland and Sea. It's it, a hidden item on the menu. What? Is that like the McGangbang? It's it's it's, <laughs> the, it's the Big Mac with the fillet of fish and the chicken McChicken, and there's like oh. two or three of each. Like this oh, big. My. Oh, that just makes me want to go to the bathroom. My arteries are clogging just listening to that. Oh my god, I've never heard of that. When did see? Well, anyway, at Gay Pride, she knew she needed to perform. She saw a stage and she's like, that's for me. A show director asked her to come to the bar to perform, so they had to talk to the manager, but her parents were there because, you know, she was only 16. Um, Do you think she had to get a permission slip signed? (laughs) Yes. Um, from parents and guardians. Absolutely. Uh, not just Slash. <laughs> well, her first night performing, her entire family packed the bar, and we see a photo, and I was like, that's so cute. For a first-time 16-year-old drag, that's not bad. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, wait, that's five years ago. And then my right, soul like, hurt. <laughs> no, literally. I was just like, yeah, she's like, she was definitely ready for open call and, and that look. Uh huh. Uh huh. Oh, open <laughs> Yes. Well, Willow is asked if she's close to her parents, and her mom is one of her best friends. She says she came out at age 17 and they have been through everything. Willow reveals that she has had her medical situation since birth, as her eldest sister has stenosis as well. She had a transplant at age 15 and her brother gave her his kidney. She says it sucks being 26 and feeling like it's a decline from there. She's just getting started and she is supposed to be in her prime. She felt a deep meaning to get on Drag Race to make her statement and make her stand. She didn't want to get lost or forgotten. And I was like, I feel this. Like, this is a winner's edit right now. Mm-hmm. They are priming us for a willow win. And it's um, not like they're forcing it. It's coming no, naturally. It, it is. And and I felt uh, this like broke my heart. Um, like, I had a roommate that had, had a very similar situation as her. And it is just like, it just like puts a lot of things into perspective, like with having such an able, being such an able bodied person. Like, I'm just like, I really don't do everything that I should, um, you know, to like take advantage of that. Cause not everyone has that. Um, yeah. And just even like having the representation for, you know, the disability community, especially for, drag queens which you don't really see enough of uh when she was talking about like not wanting to be forgotten that really tugged Mm -hmm. at my heartstrings because here and then i get asked about like what my goals are like in drag and that's definitely one of them is to be remembered or go down in history as a artist a queen with a specific point of view and to not be forgotten so hearing her like say that it just makes her so relatable and so such a person to look up to from all different points in the community and i just i i I will say if if she does end up winning the season episode five is the episode where she won i think um absolutely it it, even with the the cornbread thing and this we were we're getting to see a character on the show that we've never experienced before in such a natural way it's important. It's, this is probably for me the best part of this season is getting to see not the cookie cutter um, archetype. We're getting to see a new fresh persona. And I just hope we don't fill the show in future seasons to find the, the quote unquote um, 
disabled queen just to fill the quota. Let it come naturally. Let the artist tell their story when it's ready to be told. I agree. Correct. Angeria says she has turned into a beautiful thing. She is a fighter and she feels more connected to her now. It's time to head over to the runway where Rue comes out looking pretty good, showing some leg through that sheer dress. She is serving you flowers, which means she is in fact finally matching the runway theme. Never happens. She never does that. She did it. So we have Michelle, Ross, and special guest Ava Max. Are we a fan of Ava Max? Um, I really didn't. I don't really don't know much about her, but I was looking for her orange wig. I need one. I need one of those wigs. Um, yeah, she's cute. Yeah, uh, we'll get to the the song choice. Um, because it's not the Ava Max song I would have picked, but. All right, we're going to start off with the runway. Category is Spring Has Sprung. And in honor of the runway, we are going to play Flower Power or April Showers. So mm-hmm. if you have followed along, go find the runways as we're going to talk about them all. Are we ready? Hell yeah. I will say, I don't want to sound mean, okay? This wasn't one of my favorite runways. So that's, I just want to, I just want to say, that's I don't fine. mean to be mean because I love drag. Drag is fun. I love well, it. Well, the audience did not enjoy <laughs> it either. So just you're you're not gonna be alum. Right. Let us start off with Georgia's hair by Joey Stone, corset by Misty Couture. I love the colors on her. She usually goes bold, but the softer color palette is great. Minty green dress with the tool and the feathers, very cute. She loves that dark hair, but it does get brightened up a little bit with the flowers. Very easy option here. She's always gonna look cute, and I'm glad we got to see a different side of Georgia's this week. Robin, what did you think of Georgia's? I loved it. I love a little uh, dancey moment. I love the feathers, the little corset detail. I am kind of surprised she didn't get red for like just wearing the corset, but I think she just mm-hmm. always sells it on the runway with confidence, stage presence. So I think she, I think she maybe slid by on that one, but mm-hmm. still loved it. Nella, what did you think? I really love this look. Um, I thought it was very cute. I did love, I love the ostrich with the flowers as well. And I think she got away with the corset dress thing because of like the added tool at the bottom to kind of like fill it out, to kind of make it look more like a cute spring dress, which I kind of live for that. I'm like, that's a cute idea. Absolutely. Um, and like, and an expensive one at that. And I love that. Yeah. And I'm a Georgia stan. I uh, love her. She's gorgeous. Ava says the look is to die for. The makeup and the updo are so gorgeous. She wants it herself. Ross says the confidence she sees on the runway is not on screen. Michelle says she put too many words in it, so she struggled and had no emotion. Rue's going to ask her how many words she did put up in there, and Georgia says she tried to work with what she had, and Rue's like, you wrote it, didn't you? Rue asks her why she didn't have any false lashes, and Georgia says she wanted to give bland, regular, degular white woman. <laughs> Read to the white women. This is a flower power for me. Flower power all the way. The audience 89% flower power, 11% April showers. Next up, we have Carrie Colby, headpiece by Loris. 
look by Manfredonia. I am not a Carrie Colby hater. I am a drag race commentator and historian. She is getting far too many free passes. The waist up was cool. The green fabric that is wet wrapped around her is atrocious. I like the idea of being a bouquet. It's not new. We've seen it on Drag Race Hall. We've seen it on Drag Race Italian. But this fell into a bit of cheap execution. I appreciate that she has given herself a bit of a wackier face. She's really pushing herself, but this was not the category. This is where she could have popped as a superstar and gave us a floral stunning gown. Also, it didn't hit the ground. So there's that. Nella, what'd you think? So for me, poisonally, um, I love the idea of this. Um, I I love like how the um, how it comes out and how it looks like she's kind of. I think is am I sounding okay? Sorry. Very good. Okay. Um, and I love how it looks like she's kind of like this flower monster. I just wish that there was a more of a connection with like the dress to that headpiece. Like if there was like still some more of that green fabric or something to make it look more like of that like flower monster type thing. There was just a little bit of like a hodgepodge-ness to me like at the, towards the bottom. Cause like the top part was done pretty well. And I, I thought that was pretty gorgeous, but I don't know. It just kind of fell flat everywhere else for me yeah i would agree it did feel like a little disjointed i still love the look and i almost wonder if maybe after she got the critique to be a little more uglier and weird if she was like oh okay i'm gonna draw these orchids on my face and like pull these like kind of uh, nail gloves out from somewhere and try and make it a little more weird a little more avant-garde because like you said it did look like it was like a green dress with like some stuff stuck to it and then she like sold it with the makeup and the face and the body language so i don't know i, I smell a stunt but i, I still loved it I'm a, I'm a slut for florals i'm gonna okay. give it an april showers <laughs> yeah i'm crying too it's an april shower for me spring flowers for me the audience was 20 percent flower power 80 percent april showers they did not approve this look <laughs> <laughs> Next up is Angeria Paris Van Michaels. Look by Unique Creations. Hair by Justin A. Sims. Nails by Southernly Sweet Nails. I know it's a Cardi reference, but that bitch is snatched and Angeria's shape ruined the look. It looked incomplete on her. I do love the hair. It is very different for her. I adore the beat. It was very soft and cute. I just hate how it kind of looked arts and crafts instead of couture. Robin, what did you think? I know from experience that gluing flowers to a dress or to shoes does not a outfit make because it did, it threw off her proportions and her waist. There was some sort of like weird issue with the bra or the bralette. Um, and it looked like she maybe just like, you know, spent a hundred bucks at the craft store on flowers and like glued it to a dress. This might've been the last outfit that she made for her package. Um, she, I mean, her face, everything was flawless, like makeup and presentation wise, but yeah, it was, it, it was just a dress with a bunch of flowers glued to it. Yeah, I'm, I'm an Angie lover and I, and I also know that this is a Cardi reference, but yeah, like for me, I think 
yeah, the the fit at the top, like the, what they were saying, is like was weird. And also, I think one of the issues was is that it was all like the same size flowers. So I feel like as it went up, she needed to go a little bit smaller so it didn't totally like take over her hips. Um, because like I like the idea of it in the reference, but it just like it swallowed her up in a weird way. And I don't know, I wasn't a fan. Ross loves the pow- the bottom part of the dress and there is a fit issue on top, which surprised him. He says she hit that last joke and it was perfectly timed. Michelle says she was really funny and Rue says she knows who she is and she applies it to every single challenge. For me, I'm going to give it an April showers. April showers here too. Yeah, on the runway, um, April showers, but in the challenge, flower power down. Oh yeah, same. Who's that the audience. Oh yeah. The Ooh. audience was 31% flower power, 69% April showers. Next up, Deja Sky. Look by Deja, hair by Not Really Liz, mask by Andrew Christopher. If this bitch is making all of her own stuff, it's all on her. You can't buy taste. I cannot fathom what made her think this was attractive. The colors are right. I'll give her that. The pants are giant. The cut of the shirt is off. The mask, the bunny mask, it's not even constructed well. It's embarrassing. Why did she have a bunny tail? Where's the bunny tail? <laughs> Nella, where was the bunny tail? Nowhere to be found. Peter Cottontail still has it. Um, yeah, it, yeah, this look is a bit of a chop. Like, there's a, a couple things, she, a couple directions she could have went with it. Like, I liked the top part, like the shapes of it. If she had continued that shape at the towards the bottom and got rid of the pants fuck the pants mm-hmm. like those were like the uggy and like if it could have just been that and then got rid of like the blouse and just kind of like gave like a oh, cute little like easter rabbit realness because i love the mask the mask was fun and i love the weird shape of it um or if she wanted to keep those ugly pants like make like the top kind of like the same periwinkle color and but and then keep the blouse that pinky color so that it wasn't it was just so much like pink at top and then like periwinkle at the bottom and i'm just like what is happening didn't show off her shape at all and like she has a beautiful body i just want her to wear clothes that are complementary to her and and like you said too nella i almost wish the kind of like scalloped shape that the top was i wish it that was like that all throughout the dress and it could have even been like a cute like basket kind of moment and it was just too much going on all at once um and it was just so much like fabric that she buys too much fabric at the fabric store it was it looked like she was just like engulfed and if she did make this if this was her creation like and like I want to see, I want to see like some leg. Like she has a gorgeous body. Like I want to see her like show off that body. Yeah, um, give us something, girl. I know you can. It's an April showers for me. Same. <laughs> I, I feel bad because they're all showers for me. I feel like <laughs> the audience sixteen percent flower power, eighty four percent April showers. They were not feeling it again. All right, Maddie Morphis is headpiece by Maddie. Give the bitch credit. It's incredible. I love the concept so much. This is what the Vivian thought she looked like. It's not a completely original idea, but the execution is flawless. I just love how the beads are dripping and it gives such movement. Good job, Maddie. Robin, what did you think? 
Okay. Uh oh. I'm sick and tired of seeing this look on Drag Race. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I, lo- I love Maddie Morphosis and I love the Vivian, but every single drag queen that I know has this look saved in their damn Pinterest from a photo shoot of, I think from like, I can't even remember the origin of it from like 2011. And I'm, I'm picturing the exact thing now and every person sees this and they're like, oh, I'm gonna recreate this. So like you said, it wasn't a totally original thing. And who did you say the, who did you say the costume was by? I didn't because it was not listed on her Instagram. Do you want to know why? Why? Because it's from out of your class. As is most of the runway. Can you hear me? Yeah. I got garbled for for a second. What did you say? Sorry. Do you want to know why? Because I have almost a nary a doubt that it's from AliExpress. Yeah. More more than likely. The looks on this season. And I'm like, you know what, girl, go off. You don't need to, you know, spend a million dollars to be on Drag Race. But like, I have seen this, and I've, I bitch, I bought some stuff from AliExpress too. I'm not ashamed. But honestly, hey, listen, Astina uh, Mandel got her shit from ASOS, so it works. If okay, you, you gotta work, work it. Listen, the queen's gotta do what a queen's gotta do, and mm-hmm. and I know it may be like a little overdone as well. I did like the concept. I like that it wasn't like florals for screen, uh, for screen groundbreaking. I love the headpiece was really gorge. I do wish that I could see her face a little bit. Like maybe even if like it came like down to like her eyes and like you could just like see like a really fierce like lip or something. Yeah. And I just wish for a little bit more of shape, but I, re- I liked this look. I'd li- I liked it. Yeah, liked it's, a, it. it's a flower power for me. It's like a, like a soft, flower power for me it's like mm. april shower i'm tired of it Ooh. <laughs> the audience the highest maddie's gotten all season 89 percent flower power 11 percent april showers work come on maddie. next we have jasmine kennedy hair by lady marissa corset by jasmine gloves and boot covers by kelly roca earrings by fierce jewels hair brooch by chanel hunter ring by rocks by cox she's got a full team here um I'm not head over heels with this because I expected something stronger from Jasmine because it doesn't really read flowers until you really look at the corset um, because it's just so incredibly busy. But I think the bursts of red on the boots and gloves really feel like a, uh, an attempt to read spring. I think the colors just need to be a little pinker. The hair, full pageant. Um, I would have loved to see her in like, like a honey blonde, um, but she always looks good. And I hate that. She's always pretty. Let's see scary monster Jasmine. Not just give me claws. I want a face that's scary. <laughs> Nella, what'd you think? Um, so love Jasmine. She's always been super sweet to me. Um, yeah, I wasn't a super fan of this look either. It read more Christmas to me. Like it looked, those look kind of more like poinsettias. Um, yeah. But I did, I did love the corset and it was like beautifully bedazzled and like stoned. Um, so I love that part of it. Yeah, and I agree with the hair. The hair is a little too dark for spring. And I, there's something about like the contour for me, like that just goes like a, a little too deep. Maybe she was just doing it for this runway. I don't know, but I just like, I just, want, I just want it's to like, pageant beat. I know, I just want it. I just want to lighten her face up a little bit. Cause I'm like, cause she has all like the natural features. So I'm just like, just 
it's it's season five Alyssa Edwards it really is and like with that and I say this with love because I you know like I love tacky drag um but it's given that like Alyssa Edwards tacky drag (laughs) it is it's true it is Robin what'd you think yeah um, no, I loved it. And I'm, I love a good, like, kind of like dance costume. I'm a, I'm a, you know, dancing queen from the South myself. Are you? Huh. Um, I am. <laughs> yes. Wait, no, you do. I'm kidding. You do drag? You're a drag <laughs> Hello? Hello. <laughs> um, I thought it was cute. I, I expected this almost because Jasmine is very beautiful and she is very pretty. So you get a runway like spring you expect something, you know, bright and pastel and floral. I was hoping she might have gone a little more like out of the box or a little more yeah. like, ooh, like bigger. I think she eventually will be another one to push the envelope. Like, okay, we've seen you, you know, at pageant and dance and this. Like, where else can you take us? Um, yep. But I love, I love yeah, Jasmine. Yeah. I just love, I just love her face and. Um, she has a very clear point of view and mm-hmm. idea of who she is. Um, and she presented that. And I, I loved it. I thought it was cute. I'd wear it. Absolutely. Michelle says she was really ready, but she couldn't break out of the singing song. Ross says she seemed a little stiff, but the look is draggy. Ava says it's her favorite and she would wear it to perform. And Ruth says she would keep an eye out for Alyssa Edwards in some dark alleyway because she is the younger version of her. Facts are facts, America. I'll give it a flower power. I still think it's good. I just I want more from her because we we know she can do more. I'm gonna give it like a sun shower. You know when it's like raining in the sunshine. It's like that for me. I'll give it a flower power. Audience, sixty four percent flower power, thirty six percent April showers. So meh 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 for them. All right, Orion story, look by Faye Ludes, hair by Orion, nails by Cyber LaRose, jewels by Ella's Closet. It's sexy bunny, and for Orion, it is incredibly on brand. I think she's serving you something hot and incredibly basic. If you told me this was for a Halloween runway, I would have said good job. Uh, she's not reinventing drag, but at least she's staying true to herself. Robin, what did you think? I'm so excited for the sequel of the house bunny starring. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yes. I mean, I thought it was cute. I mean, again, I just, I just think it's such an expected thing to do like a bunny Easter floral. Like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Uh, She did look very beautiful. Um, She must've really pissed off her uh, seasoned sisters because no one was telling her that her lashes were crazy. All and season long. Not, this is not the first time. So and I'm not like, just her lashes, like her eye shape was two different shapes. I was so, <laughs> so confused. Yeah. Yeah, oh, bless wow. her heart. Like, I think she's a sweet girl. Um, she's going to do great things with puppets. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like, um, yeah. I agree. It was more Halloween runway than spring run spring runway for me. There were some styling things like her body looked pretty. Like her body looked good. Um, yeah, I wasn't a big fan. <laughs> Ross big says fan of it. Uh, Ross says she looks beautiful and her body looks fantastic. He struggled with the PSA. 
Ava says it could have been more emotion and more bubbly or warm. Michelle says in the way she talks and the cadence she speaks and there is no energy. Rue says when people get into drag, it pulls out the other self. Orion says coming in with new people, she is sometimes a little awkward, so she needs to get through that. Too late, girl. Uh, it's April showers. I can't. It, it, it looks fine for her, but it's not good. April showers indeed. Yeah. April showers with some duo lash glue. <laughs> the audience, thirty-six <laughs> percent flower power, sixty-four percent April showers. Next up, Willow Pill, House by Finn James and Anita Longmock. Look by Pastello Dresses. Welcome to her home. Did not expect the saddle Willow. What an incredible surprise. It's such fun, sweet concept. The color scream housewife in spring. And then the back being as subversive as it is. What a moment. One of the best runways thus far this year. I love the detailing of the dress. It's just so smart. It was so good. Nella, what'd you think? I freaking love it. Like, I love this look. It's wacky ass. It's given me uh, Flowers in the Attic meets Heidi meets... Um, <laughs> <laughs> um little house on the prairie uh, i just love like the, the help at, on the back of the house i love how mm. there that it was the same house t- printed multiple times on the dress yep ah uh, just so clean so like uh, so good Robin, see this is what i mean when i say like outside of the box like obviously it's pastels but it's taken into a completely different direction and dimension and then just when you think that like you know she turns around and it's and it's health written in blood like it's just so I was screaming I was obsessed 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 with it this was my favorite look on the runway yep yes and the call is coming from inside the house <laughs> it's true <laughs> it's a flower power for me flower That's power full bouquet Bouquets. The audience, 98% flower power, 2% April showers. I'm not calling out that 2%, but come on. Well, come on. It's still it. a solid A. I know. <laughs> Diabetti, <laughs> look by Lux, butterflies by Crystal Method. I need help here. I get the butterflies. I get the colors can be spring. It's just the cut of the garment. I loathe it. What is going on? She is just a very tall lady, and she is not great at proportions. Um, it's just a shortcut with excess fabric on the sides plus a pixie wig. Like, make it make sense. Also, the eyes are terrifying. I don't care for them so fast. Robin, help me out here. <laughs> I was I was getting very, very like scarecrow from the Wizard of Oz for some yeah. reason, and I was like, why am I getting? I think it was like the color palette. There wasn't a lot of like harmony in the colors that she chose. And then I kind of remembered, I was like, oh, it's the short wig with the funky eye that that harkened back to Naomi Smalls when she did the Wizard of Oz thing. I'm like, that's where I'm getting mm. that from, why I think yep. she looks like that. Um, and yeah, like I, she was like telling us telling a story on the runway. But if you have to like tell us the story, you're not telling the story. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, are you going to save your uh, Midwest sis? I was about to say, maybe I am biased because she's my Missouri girl. I love that whole family. Um, and I love Lux too. So I'm just like, oh no. Um, but I do love it. I do agree the proportions are a little weird. Um, I, 
I think she likes to play with that, but it doesn't always read well. Yeah. I will say, I wish there were a little less butterflies on the the legs. Um, but I, I mean, I love orange as well. Um, my room's fucking orange. Um, and I don't know. I love the pixie-ness of it. Um, but yeah, I wish she had just like sold it on the runway and didn't like, she didn't need all that extra stuff. Just yeah. like, uh, just like live in the garment, just live in it. Uh, Cause I, we would have gotten it a lot better if you hadn't done all that wasp shit. Absolutely. I'm going to give it an April showers. I'm going to give it a flower power. I'm also going to give it an April showers. The audience, 58% flower power, 42% April showers. Next Ooh. up, Lady Camden. Look by KK, hair by wigs by tips. How delightfully British. It's camp, it's fashion. I adore this. Some will say that they prefer Victoria scones better, but I am here to tell you that they are wrong. The fabric <laughs> she shows reads tea in the park. The element of the tea spilling out the cup was brilliant. I'm telling you, watch out for this bitch. She is going to sail to the end and have a brilliant runway that's going to potentially steal the season. Very much like Ella and Kitty. Um, Rue loves them. I can see it happening. Nella, what'd you think? I love this look. I love the tea spilling. I, it's, it gives me like, oh, I'm just going to go have like some tea out on my patio in the springtime. Um, and I love short hair on her. I'm not a big fan of long hair for her in her face shape. She's a very maybe, long neck. Just, yeah, and like such a strong jaw. Like the the short wigs work lovely for her. Like stay in the, she needs to stay in that realm for me. Um, but no, like I thought she did a great job this episode. Like, yeah. It was fabulous. I would go to her tea party with Victoria any day. Uh, it was like you said, just so delightful and just so like cheery and chipper. I thought this was kind of another out of the box mm -hmm. concept to work with for this theme. And she just really sold it. And then the little like reveal from the teapot, I thought that was so, just cute. so clever. Um, yeah, I love the way this bitch's brain like works. And yeah. she's the one who like fully understands who she is, even though she, she claims to you know be a you know a neon spice girl kind of thing she served us like some class and mm -hmm. like reality with this and i absolutely loved it yeah she's ross, really fun ross loves the look because it's campy and gets who she is he thought she was great in the psa because she delivered it like a proper television presenter and the words were so stupid ava said she killed it and she came to slay michelle says the only note she would give her is i can't hear you Camden says she's not the loudest voice in the room and she's going to work on being louder. It is a flower power for me. Flower power all the way, baby. As am I. Flower power. Audience, 84% flower power, 15% April showers. All right, Bosco. Look by House of Commonwealth and Jordan Christensen. Hair by Kalina Marcos. She's a little vixen in this one. I think the hair and the cloud look were underwhelming, but then when she revealed to the yellow dress, I was like, okay, thankfully it was revealed. Was it that much better? Nah, not really. It's a good look. I want more out of Bosco. I'm not really sure that I'm falling in love with her the way I'm supposed to, um, but that's maybe just me. Robin, what, what did you feel about Bosco? I appreciated the story. Yeah. And like the idea behind it. I felt like 
maybe this was another, she said she's like, does this, you know, seasonal depression number back home, which I thought was funny. But I also thought like, oh, it could have been, it could have been like a little more, like yeah. the tool could have like been bigger and like this, everything I just felt like could have been bigger. Um, mm -hmm. but I pulled off the reveal perfectly. Um, I'm just obsessed with her face and just her makeup and just the way that she draws her face and her eyebrows. It's just so like captivating. She's like a gymnast or a figure skater where she just pulls you in just from facial expression alone. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I liked it. I wasn't like blown away, but I liked it. Ella? Um, I agree with you, Michael. I don't, um think that i'm falling in love with her the way i'm supposed to be like the way that they're like painting her um yeah i didn't like it i didn't like it like at all <laughs> like i like i just thought it could have been like like robin said like done more like the cloud looked uh, like like a lumpy space princess but not cute um, yeah. And then the dress that it revealed to me was like, are you serious? This, this, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't think the dress was cute. I think I could have been a lot sunshinier. It could have had a little bit more of a concept to it, like visually, like more visual impact. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I love her. I do love her makeup and the hair was really pretty. Like, could you says, oh, go ahead. with like, Maddie's like, look yes. and then tore away into what like jada essence hall wore on episode one like big cool like bigger give me more yep. that would have been so sick the film says she was the only one who did spoken word and she appreciated it because it was different she is willing to take a risk and that is exciting to watch ross says there is a thing about her as a performer that he finds dangerous and bosco says she's been doing a seasonal affected disorder number in seattle for years so she thought she would bring it to la it's the softest flower power. It's not terrible. It's not great. I'm not going to remember it next week. It, it's the showers for me. It, she is that cloud, rain cloud. Mm -hmm. I'll give this like, like a daffodil. Like <laughs> the like, audience, the audience loved it. Eighty-three percent flower power, seventeen percent April showers. I don't know, friends. Okay. Questioning you there. <laughs> well, since they were there, let's talk about the three returners. First up, Tempest Azure, no designers listed. It is classic Norma Desmond, classic drag. It's very Tempest. I think she looked fine. It's leopard print. Nella. Yeah, like you said, it's Tempest. Um, no, just, no, like, yeah, like, it's it's what you expect from her. It's nothing, like, extravagant. It's nothing, like, and it's, yeah, it's cute. It's cute. Robin? I thought it was cute too. I thought it was, yeah, just fine. It wasn't groundbreaking or anything. She looked, she looked amazing for however, however mm -hmm. old she is, bitch can still paint. So I was mm -hmm. just like, oh, bitch. work, work that runway. I'll be nice. I'll give her a flower power. Yeah, I'll give her like a, a, a soft little flower power. As will I. The audience, 35% flower power, 65% April showers. They don't want Tempest back, I don't think. They're oh, not going to see it. Oh, poor her. Tempest. I just have a soft spot for that kind of drag. I do. I Next up, James Mansfield. Look by Voltage Couture and Paloma Fox. Hair by James Mansfield. Nails by House of Milan. This is so ridiculous, Barbie. That screams James. 
Would she have slayed the runway on season nine? Absolutely not. Is she an exciting character? Totally. I love the hair and the pinkness and the campness. This is James Mansfield. And if you ever get her to return, this is what you're going to expect. Robin? I would agree. I'm a, I, a, pink is one of my signature colors, too. And I thought it just really... And she's another queen that fully realizes who she is and understands her body shape and the proportions with like her face, her makeup, her hair, everything down to the outfit and all the details in between. She's very detailed oriented, which I also really appreciate. So, and I, I just love, I just love hearing her talk. I could listen to her read like the damn phone book or something. I just love hearing her voice and seeing her face. Nella. Yes. Body check. Shape check. Hair check. Yeah, like I I love her. Like it, she looks really good. Like her um little runway like t- voiceover so good. Um, yeah, I loved it. Uh, yeah. What more? Flower can you say? power. Flower power. Flower power. Flower power. Audience, 85% flower power, 15% April showers. And finally, Kamora Hall. Nails by Boy Nails, hair by Camilla Fox, and look by some dude named Bob Mackie. Of course she's wearing Bob Mackie. Um, the color, exquisite. I adore the cut of the gown. The way that single curl comes out of that headscarf. Oh my God, brilliant. Brilliant. Gorgeous. Nella? Uh, they can't see at home, but I'm peeling my face off. It is so gorgeous. The color uh, is so pretty. The to way be it looks sample like it size. Pers- <laughs> to be sample size. Like I, uh, the way it flows, she was floating on the runway. Uh, she's a goddess. She's so pretty. <laughs> she is the Mackie doll. Uh, Robin, would dress- you wear this? Dress her up. Oh, the category is closed, bitch. Like she every single oat was felt on that stage by her that was so so beautiful i mean can can she act or you know do comedy is still yet to be desired but one thing <laughs> that she looks and face it was it was over it was so so gorgeous so stunning immaculate flower power absolutely flower power she is the flower deity, okay? Every She's the source of the flower power. Genus of flower on this earth, bitch. Mother Earth. Well, the audience was rooting for her. 100% flower power, 0% April showers. If well, anyone said max- April showers, I would have... <laughs> Right. <laughs> I would have found them. Well, we got a maxi challenge to get through. Um, Save a Queen public service announcement. We're going to go through it. Um, obviously, it was filmed as one big entire clip, which I thought was a bit of a surprise, but um, it worked. Um, it felt a little long, but let's go through it. First off, we start with a montage of all the other fallen bitches, and I was like, oh, right. What's her name? Phoenix. Oh, I was, right? I was or- more, uh, well, we had Phoenix, but we also had Alyssa Sanders oh. over her. Yes. Um, yeah, I I remember last season on All Stars when they mentioned Alyssa Summers. I was like, who? Who is she? What was she doing <laughs> on the show? Um. So poor Georgia. She started off first and made everyone else look great. Um. 
let's also now discuss the Betty White line and how that means Tempest would now, in fact, be dead. Ooh. I miss Betty White. Ooh. I know. Uh, Bad timing. I know, right? It's like, oh, no. <laughs> how could Eek. we have known? How could we have known? Um, I enjoyed Carrie Colby saying, ho bearded, ho bearded rat. Um, that was funny. I'm sure there will be a meme and a gif that I'll probably be sending to people. Yes. Um, and Jerry's delivery was strong. She's really good at saying words. Yeah, she was really funny. I just like I just love her face, and like you said, she's good at words. She's another Deja. one I would listen and read the phone book. Absolutely, yes. Deja. Boring. That, that's it. I I don't know. I I don't get it. She's making like, Fresno drag look bad. Right, it's like last challenge she did well. This challenge, I'm like, where was that? Mm-hmm. 69 cents a day, and you can supply Miss DuJour with a box of adult diapers. Funny. It's cute. Cute. <laughs> um, but again, the, the, the scene was sold when Angeria said, what's the bitch name again? Rolling over. Absolutely <laughs> falling over with that line. Um, yeah, I don't know if she came up with that, someone else did, but whoever um, came up with it, gold star for you. Why is Maddie in a ski lodge? I didn't get her background. That being said, she looked terrified. Like if she didn't get the money for James, her family would be killed. She always looks terrified. That's just how she has resting scary face or something. (laughs) (laughs) They're very big eyes. They're very open all the time. Yeah. Jasmine really did try, but it was pretty terrible. Um, let's hope that she doesn't have to write lyrics to a song later on this season. Because, oh, oh boy, oh my God. Um, yeah, that was that was bad. Orion <laughs> was there. Um, was she? She was. Willow was by far anyway. the best. Willow by far the best when it came to her lines. Um, <laughs> I will say again, Maddie, good good writing. She's just a child, a 312-month-old baby. Come on, Matt. That was funny. <laughs> I like that one. That was really funny. Um, so obviously we're on VH1, so things get bleeped. Poor Daya had shitty bleeped. It, it made her right. joke not funny. Yeah. It didn't work. Yeah. Uh, fuck y'all. Lady Camden was the best uh realistic to a PSA. Like Insert Sarah McLaughlin here. Oh, wait. Too soon. We'll do that later. Um, I get Bosco's delivery for parody's sake, so I understand where she was going here. Um, My favorite moment for their team was when Kimura had to wear that horrid green screen suit again. She's really going to make me do this again? Absolutely. I I hope she sells it to charity one day. Gets a lot of money for it. To buy that charity one. deserves it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bob <Mackie> dress, <laughs> right? Exactly. Um, do you know some drag queens have to get ready in less than seven hours? Do you know uh, anyone who takes that long? I used to. Not no oh, names. Seven. Names. No, I mean I. I mean personally, I used oh, to oh, take you. a okay, okay. million years to like paint and stuff because like I would just like li- I was very much. Used to be Kamara Hall, like live in the fantasy of like, uh, let me just take the smallest brush and just blend for hours. But now I'm just like, gotta go. <laughs> Smack the face. Yeah. Robin, do you know I anyone know that? 
They're dead to me. And they oh! publicity. Ooh, Ooh. There it is. Now, and I, I love I love a good key change. That key change, very funny, because it made, it made the scene change. <laughs> now, I'm just going to say it. I'm just going to tell, tell the listeners right now, everything I wrote here is in is in capital letters. How much did they pay Sarah McLaughlin for this guest appearance? There is no money in the world for this greatest cameo ever. Make her a guest judge and force the bitches to lip sync to Angel. Please. That would be everything. Oh my god. I would donate money just to see her do that. Like, screw me. I want to... I was gagged. Fundraise her to see her do that. I... I knew she was making a cameo this season because it was announced like in one of the press releases. I didn't clock it. It would be like this. Brilliant. So good. They didn't even know. So good. I love it. Perfect. We deserve it. Can we get Sarah McLaughlin or is she like too Canadian? Does she have to go do Canadian Canada's Drag Race first? Oh, maybe they're trying to get her for that. Maybe. I don't know. Hey, listen, I don't know if you heard any of the tea, but there was some tea spilled yesterday um, <gasps> that there may be a new season called Canada versus the World. Uh-oh, they're going to do it in every country. That's what the rumor is. I can't wait for uh, Holland versus the World where all the contestants are like, no, he is not our judge. Get off. And they <laughs> all walk off. God damn it, Fred Lear. Get literally. better. My um, God. I thought this was a cute challenge. Was it the best thing ever? No, it's different. So at least we got something different out of an acting challenge. Yeah, I like the idea of it. I, yeah, like, I just thought it was a little long. Uh, Why they had to rhyme, I will never understand. But no, it was cute. Yeah. Yeah. It was honestly more of a writing challenge than acting challenge. Because they had to write, write, like, very spitfire jokes. Mm-hmm. And did they do that? I don't know. But sometimes. Sometimes. Well, Rue calls Carrie, Deja, Maddie, Willow, and Daya forward as they are safe. Georgia, Sangeria, Jasmine, Orion, Lady Camden, and Bosco, the tops and bottoms. Do you agree? Because I would make one switch. I would put Maddie in the top and put Angeria safe. Oh. Um, I... I know that they wouldn't do this because producing, but I would have switched Willow and Bosco. Sorry, I didn't. I didn't really like her delivery in it. I. I don't know. Like it was. It was strange to me. But yeah. But I know that they wouldn't want Willow and Nigeria just staying in the top the entire time. Right. <laughs> Rue has decided that Bosco is the winner of the week. Lady Camden, Angeria, and Jasmine are safe. Orion and Georges are the bottom two. I don't think it was the right winner. Lady Camden should have won. She was robbed. I agree. Like, yeah, she was the best in the challenge. Like, she did what they wanted in the challenge, and her uh, runway was great. I think it was a better runway, and I think if you're going to equal the two of them out, Lady Camden should have gotten it. But what do I know? Robin, what do you think? <laughs> yeah. All right, well, this lip sync song is My Head and My Heart by Ava Max. I'm not familiar with this one, but obviously it's sampling um, uh, whatever that song is. But how do they not do Sweep with Psycho or Kings and Queens as a lip sync? I want to redo. Yeah, I assume, because I only really know like Sweep with Psycho and this song that they did. So mm. 
yeah so it, it made sense for me because like this is a this is a good drag number and you know that georgia did that in her audition tape and that's the, like <laughs> georgia we we need you to do this on the main stage 100 percent. she well, ate that girl a lot it was so good I, yeah I, I i would like to report a complete annihilation georgia's murdered orion it wasn't even a fair match um, no like when georgia's made this face it was like uh, got mm-hmm. it and like she just smiles like yeah <laughs> i everything. i really thought orion was gonna lose that fucking wig when i saw that hairline i was like oh it's over bitch and then she took her shoes off she did take her shoes Honestly, off. Honestly, she should have just lost the wig and just looked a god-awful hot mess. And then <laughs> I was like, she kicked off the shoes. I was like, give the girl a blunt. That's all she needs. Put her out of her misery already. Um, does Orion have the gold bar? Could you imagine if that bitch had it? Could you fucking imagine? <laughs> oh, my God. What a waste it would have been. But alas, insert sad trombone here. It's just chocolate. It's kind of fitting on the episode where you bring first out queens back that the true first out of the season goes home. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, you're so right. That's so funny. Crazy. Full circle, full circle. Uh, full circle. All right, I let's go through it. Untucked a little bit. Um, this was an interesting Untucked. Very, very interesting. Uh, we're going to start off with Cornbread, who is wearing a boot on her ankle. Um, she didn't realize how severe it was as it wasn't healing. She mentioned that she went home and felt it wasn't better. Do you think her stuff sat in the studio for a few days before she went to retrieve it? Like, how did that all work? Well, like from window, like, what do you mean? I guess well, because like she, I, she says she went home. So I feel like she didn't go to the hotel. She like went home, home. And then they're like, okay, you gotta go get your stuff because you can't just sit there. Oh, maybe, because she is an L.A. girl, so maybe. Yeah, because, uh, again, that boot was on. Um, True. Well, she was told at urgent care. that They made her go to fucking urgent care uh, that she was told <laughs> to not be on her feet for long periods of time, four, six to eight weeks, which is kind of slightly different than what she said in her video message, but that's just me being a little nitpicky there. Um, she thought she was going to get to wear everything and pack on the last day. She does pick up her chocolate and jokes that if it were gold, uh, it will heal her ankle and she'll be right back at it. But alas, it was not. And we did not get a sad trombone there. So, Yeah, that would have been so disrespectful. I mean, it already is, but <laughs> honestly. Um, she doesn't like that this is how she is going out of the competition as she's leaving her friendships behind. But she walks out of the room paying homage to Miss Vanjie saying, my ankle, my ankle. Um, the amount of times I've seen that on social media, I'm like, okay, we're done. It's not funny anymore. Please um, retire it. Absolutely. Now back to our regular schedule untucked. The safety of his head backstage. Daya is desperate for critiques as she doesn't know what she's doing bad or good. And I can understand. I mean, we've definitely seen Queen start to melt down, not getting critiques. Like she is becoming Scarlet Bobo. Right. Like, and if she doesn't, and if she keeps playing her cards the way she is she's gonna end up getting that jan edit where she's like i just uh-huh. want <laughs> you know what i mean like i just don't want to be safe but they're only gonna uh-huh. be safe <laughs> carrie is frustrated that she keeps ending up safe as well but deja thought she should be in the top and i think that's the delusion speaking Deja, really you should have been on the top we watched the same show yeah she was she was lucky she was safe 
Well, the girls are going to compliment Carrie for getting ugly, though Maddie said when she saw the green dress, she thought she would be in the bottom, and I said full T, same. Um, Maddie says once she put it all together, though, it was one of her favorite runways, and it's like, nice save, kid. Good job. <laughs> Carrie says you can feel like you are giving what you have, but when the cameras pick it up, it goes down 20%. You have to squirt a little bit. Mm-hmm. Maddie thought Willow was going to be in the top and doesn't agree with her being safe. And Willow was worried that the rest of the team was in the bottom and was worried if they were justice groups, she would have been in the bottom with them. I think that's interesting. I always never know how they're going to do safe as a team or individual. If it was team-based, who would have been the bottom team? Um, I feel like the bottom team would have been the Orion, whoever's team, like the Orion Willow uh, Maddie, that team yeah maddie, maddie and uh, uh uh who am i missing yeah um, jasmine yeah and then it probably would have been jasmine and, um so it almost worked out but yeah yeah so like it was basically yeah it would have been another annihilation right no literally deja is pleasantly surprised that they are doing individual because no one's coasting now Maddie says this was her favorite look she has ever done, so she thought it was going to be her week. And Daya states that she doesn't think that Maddie is getting the credit she deserves. Interesting. I I, I kind of agree there. Uh, Is Maddie getting overlooked, or is Maddie just there for storyline, and when the story is over, say la vie? Yes. (laughs) I think it's a little of both, honestly, because like, um, cause I get that a lot of her, I mean, may, may, um, that her looks are a little bit, you know, like we've seen them before, but like, they're still really well done. And like, she does well in the challenges. It's maybe just because like, she does well as a leader and she doesn't fully commit in the challenges. And so like, it, it does read a little bit as more safe. Yeah. I also wonder if they're holding her to some sort of like different standard. Yeah. Um, yeah what they're putting the other queens up to because all of her looks are they are really good and she is you know really funny so i'm wondering i'm wondering that myself i it'll be interesting to see how the next couple weeks play out. absolutely mm-hmm. Daya felt she was the leader in her group but doesn't know where the other girls in her group were placed little does she know that she was in fact the weakest in her group Daya has been safe the entire time except when she was eliminated she is not that girl. She is not going to complain about being safe. She is not Jasmine, but she thinks she did really good. Everyone <laughs> just rips on Jasmine. Are we? Are, is there like unseen footage of them hating on Jasmine? What's going on there? I was about to say like season fourteen is the roast of Jasmine Kennedy. Um, <laughs> it's just like, and like on one hand, I can sort of get it because like she is that like annoying little sister type but at the same time like get over it like right she it's not that bad guys you hate her because she's beautiful (laughs) it's very that daya is going to steer the conversation to who they think they're surprised by and deja is like fuck my drag you're not going to ask about me i hated that i thought that was very uncomfortable and awkward (laughs) but what i loved was daya's comeback she's like uh oh wait what did she say you you, i um, uh, she just played it off that she was not going to cry like, and it was just really gross. Yeah, like, yeah, Daya, like, was, like, really snotty towards her, like, in response. Like, it was so funny to me. It was cringe. It was cringe for me. It was hard, very, very hard to watch. I know, and then, like, whenever they open the floor, she's like, no, it's fine. Like, yeah. so you didn't have anything to say. You just wanted to 
You just wanted to whine. <laughs> well, the first eliminated queens returned for an, an untucked. This only the second time or third time they've ever got to do it for some of them. Um, Deja says that the videos were hard to read and leaves it to James to say that maybe they just weren't funny. Good girl. <laughs> that was good. Nice read. It was so good. Tempest says that they were surprisingly good and the camera was kind to a lot of people. I was like, wow, you are making your time worth it. Kamora says she was a solid safe and Maddie tells her it was an improvement from her season. And James says that she's been shady with her the entire time and Deja then outs him as straight. Love that for her. We just love outing Maddie, don't we? <laughs> it's too much. <laughs> just like, I don't know if that was their business, but it's like, go off, I guess. <laughs> for a community where we all are very protective of our sexuality, they're like, Maddie straight, Maddie straight, put a neon sign over his head. Literally. I roll. I mean, I don't think you can necessarily out straight people, but you know what? <laughs> go off with this. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Tempest <laughs> tells Maddie that she is top shelf drag. She will get haters because that's what they do, but she is great. Just remind them what show you were on. Daya says that the returning queens were so endearing and they were all kind to them. And Tempest says she has not met any girl from Drag Race who she doesn't have their back except maybe one. I want the names. Why didn't we get names? Who do you think it is? Say their names. I don't know who it is. We're going to find out. I know it's like it's getting spicy and I want it. Because Tempest should have said, because if she did say, that means that her and that person are coming back for a season. Dun, dun, dun. Anyway. Okay. Come on, producer. Like, you're gonna you're gonna cast the next season, okay? The tops and bottoms are back, and it's time to spill the tea and not just Lady Camden's. Jasmine knows she's gonna be in the bottom and is proud that Ava Max wants to wear her look to perform him. She also knows that maybe Michelle says she talks too much, and the girls are like, fix it bitch orion is in the bottom two and whines that she was edited weird and maddie says the scenes were where they needed to be and i is like yeah don't blame the storyboard that was interesting because it's really the first time we're hearing orion kind of complain and she is just missing the mark completely yeah that was strange because it's like yeah like that wasn't what that was like you just didn't do your job sis sorry about it and she was complaining that they the judges didn't think her look was spring (laughs) it's not yeah she's living in her fantasy and jerry says her critiques were really good and deja is getting incredibly shady and tells her that she's been in the top the entire time and they want her to go home truth comes in comedy sometimes Mm. there is always that thin line of truth to Mm -hmm. comedy Lady Camden thinks she is in the top and she feels crazy. No one would have believed her if she is a top, though. Bosco is on cloud nine being in the top two. So Deja's going to float the idea of a double win. And Daya interjects that. She's like, I'm happy for you, sisters, but what do I need to do better? Way to deflate a moment. And once again, she shades Jasmine um, that she's not going to, in fact, cry. Have you ever been in a situation where you do really well and then someone takes that moment away from you, kind of how Daya did to Bosco and Camden? I was going to say, 
probably just in like high school, like because <laughs> I was in marching band. Oh my god, same. <laughs> oh, listen, girl. and I was drum major, and so like, listen, and like it was uh, for being head drum major. It was against me and this other bitch, and she was like the mayor's daughter, and I was just me, and so, <laughs> and so of course, like I was the better one, obviously, and I was the obvious pick, but then she got it because politics favoritism right. i feel like this happens a lot in drag where you're like you know you're backstage and you're like oh like my wig is falling apart blah blah, blah. can and you just want like something and then somebody's like well yeah like well what about me and like i'm not even and i'm just like bitch the, the, the light was on me can i have my light <laughs> back can i have my moment this is my moment Hello. I mean, there definitely were some of those posts after the Glam Awards, but I'm not going to name names. I almost Ooh. was one of those bitches, but I didn't put it out there. It's fine. It's name? fine. Text me the names. I want to know. No, it's... it's, it's I'm on it's, Twitter. No. <laughs> I agree. Maybe the drag race queens should not be in the public voting categories. But just, just saying, just saying. <laughs> we all have that opinion. It's it's not new. Yeah. Um. Maddie tells her that she is over the top and Daya's like, it's drag, it's drag. Now, Georgia shares that she was flat and she's not bringing it enough in the challenges. But Jasmine reminds Georgia that if she has to lip sync, that's where she shines and cut immediately to Orion's face, who's like, oh, fuck me. That's, I think, the real moment she's like, oh, I'm going home, aren't I? I have no shot against these two. The girls are going to raise a glass to Miss Bread one last time. Jasmine says that Cornbread was the wake-up call she needed, but did she really understand the girls want to know? She says yes, and Deja tells her that it was in one ear, out the other, and Jasmine says that it hit her when she was announced that Cornbread was gone, and Deja just tells her to apply it. Is Deja just being like the elder stateswoman in the group and telling Jasmine how to be, or do you think Deja doesn't like Jasmine either? I think Deja sees an opening at, <laughs> where like Cornbread was attacking her and she's like, let me just fill this role so that I can get my camera time and so that mm -hmm. I can stay on this season a little bit longer. Yeah. <laughs> Willow's going to tell the girls that Cornbread was a rock for her and they got close because they have darkness in their past and it hurt her to see her go. It was her lowest moment on the show so far. And now Carrie tears up and shares that she felt a little uncomfortable when she got the call to come to the show as it takes her a while to open up, but when she saw Cornbread, she instantly felt home and felt seen. And this is the vulnerability we've been looking for. We have not seen this out of Carrie yet. Mm -hmm. it, was, it was good to finally see. Carrie says that a lifeline is gone with Cornbread no longer there. It is time to step into what she knew they had and do her their honor. Georges is angry and is ready to fight. It's too soon for her to go home, so she's going to get rowdy. Deja pulls Jasmine and Georges over and tells them no matter what happens, she loves them both, but neither of them are going home. And we're going to watch Orion sashay away for the second time, and she's just so excited to go get her blunt. <laughs> she's back in the workroom with that robe and reads her notes for a second time. In her letter, Georges reveals that she has a crush on Orion, and when I heard that, I was fuming. Watch your back, Orion. That's my pocket twink. I'm crying. I, I'm not even gonna lie. I was like even kind of like smelling something in the air, like in one of the other untucks when I saw like Orion, like just kind of like rubbing on George's head. Like, what is happening on that couch right there? Yeah. 
Yeah. I'm like, um, oh, watch out, Orion. I, I know where Michigan is. I can go there. Oh. <laughs> anyway, Orion. Orion with no brows. Very scary. That's all. That's how it ends. Are you ready to wrap up this podcast with some burning questions? Hell yeah. All right. First up, what is Orion's legacy 2.0? Robin, what do you think? Oh, pass. (laughs) Um, Yeah. um, I I mean, uh, she didn't. She was there. I was about to say, she didn't leave a stamp, really. I don't know what she wants to do after this. Like, I don't know what, I don't know what she's doing. Like, I almost feel like if she didn't return, it would have been better for her. No, same. I just, like, yeah. Like, ride that character out that she, like, made the video of coming back didn't do her any justice. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah. Now, what is Cornbread's legacy? Will we see her again? Most likely, uh, the, so. right? Like, wonder are the business women that I think they are? They certainly will, right? Especially after seeing the the fan reactions to Cornbread, she will absolutely be back, and she'll be in the top because she was mm-hmm. already going to be in the top this season, if not the winner. Well, absolutely, or, you know. All right, next week it is a design challenge. Who are you worried about? Hmm. Um. Who I'm worried for Miss Carrie. Like too. based on her other design challenge, like that was not great. Um, and I'm also just like for story purposes, I'm worried for Miss Natty. I don't know how much more she has to offer the show as a whole in telling their story. So I'm like, I don't know. We'll see. Absolutely. It's still pretty early. Um, I am worried a little worried about Miss Carrie. Um, and for whatever reason, I, I love Deja, but I think there's just, I think there's like a taste level that's kind of like missing and she's an impeccable, like seamstress designer, whatever, what have you. But like, I don't know. I think something is just like miss, misfiring. Yeah. Um, That's what makes that strange. Yeah. I ask it every episode. After five episodes, the winner of the season is hard. I was about to say, for me, it either it's for me, it is Willow and Angeria's game to lose. They are the top two. I think Willow's gonna win. Yeah, now that Cornbread is gone, uh, Willow is now my top pick as well as Angeria. And I honestly would love to see Carrie win. You know, she will have a long trajectory from where we are now, but I think she would mm-hmm. be a great winner. And a yeah, crown I, would I, look I, lovely on her head. Absolutely. I, I think Willow is my pick at the moment. Um, this episode really, from a character standpoint, was such an important episode. Um, and I'm really liking this direction. And you know what? This is the year that if you want to give her an Emmy, I'll give it to her. This this one's good. I'm here for it. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, where can we find you both on social media, Venmo, and any projects you want to plug? Now go oh, first. Hell yeah! You can find me on the Instagrams at 
the little Nella. You can find me on Twitter at little Nella. And you can find me on the Venmos at tip Nella. That's T I P N E L L A. And any projects, um, I do have like a little show of brewing. So be on the lookout for that. Um, yeah, just gonna be like making some other like fun little concoctions. So Bye follow man. me on the Instagrams. Robin. You can find me on Instagram at Robin Rose Quartz, just like the bird in the stone, R-O-B-I-N-R-O-S-E-Q-U-A-R-T-Z. You can Venmo me at Robin A-T-X, R-O-B-I-N-A-T-X. Currently, I am doing a regular show every Saturday, a brunch at Bar 9 with Karima Puff and La Erica, which is super fun. Um, I have some fun things planned for the summer, so keep your eyes on my stories and my page. And yeah, I think that's about it for me. Amazing. Well, thank you both for coming on, and I'm sure you'll be back soon. Hell yeah. Thanks for having me. This was fun. Yes, honey. Thank you so much. A huge thanks for Robin and Nella for chatting. Don't forget to visit buymeacoffee.com slash block talk to show support for the pod. If you have any questions or comments, drop me a line at theaterinthenow.com via our question link. Like, listen, love. Until next time, I'm Michael Block, and that was Block Talk. Block Talk.